0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios Driven by
1: General Tire
0: It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined five. With Kenny Sargent
1: Paging Dr. Deucebag,
0: Crash Gladys Get in crash position And Statman Don't overdrive the car Here's the Freak three <laughs>
2: Uh, You know, to say that this show is going to be NASCAR heavy will be a, okay, it's an understatement. Let me share with you who we've got coming up here in the Freak Nation. Freak Nation. Kevin Harvick will be joining us, the Freaks. Uh, Didn't win today. Had pretty much a crap day in California at uh, Fontana for the cup race. But that's not the story. The story, of course, is Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch going at it about Somebody beating Kyle Busch's ass when it comes to the NASCAR Truck Series. We'll talk to Kevin Harvick about that. Also, Alex Bowman, your winner from California Speedway up there in Fontucky as they call it. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Austin Dillon driving the number three cup car for Richard Childress Racing. He was out in Phoenix, Arizona, taking in some spring training BP, some batting practice throughout the first pitch. Not to a Phoenix, excuse me, not to an Arizona Diamondbacks game. But one of their rivalries, we'll talk to him about that. Yeah,
3: but maybe bigger. At least I didn't realize. I'm sure people who follow Austin Dillon closer than I do were aware of this. But he was a Little Leaguer who was pretty damn good taking his state to the Little League World Championships not that many years ago, to be perfectly honest. He, dude can ball. Let's put it that way. I did not know that about Austin Dillon.
2: Look, we don't call Statman Statman for a reason. Statman has those stats on the wall. Okay, got it. And with his scientific breakdown on why some certain drivers succeed and some don't. And I'm sure Statman, you had that in some of your configuration when it uh, came to Austin Dillon. Who? Sounds awesome.
3: (laughs) I'm missing my Statman tonight. Come
2: on, Stat. (laughs) Where the hell are you, man? man. Uh, We'll get with Stat here momentarily. (laughs) Also coming up, Chad Reed will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Yep, that Chad Reed, 37 years old. He's on the retirement tour. Supercross, motocross champion. Uh, but yeah, on this on the retirement tour for 2020, he'll be joining us. So many things to talk to that guy about. With us on our 20th year, yeah, 20th year with the freaks. It's it's incredible that this we outlast so many damn drivers and riders. And this is another one, Stat man. We're outlasting Chad Reed.
4: Chad Reed, you can't think of Chad Reed on anything other than a motorcycle. Him talking about doing something else. I read something this week where he was talking about driving sports cars. What's that about? You know, I mean, at least some of the other, like Ricky Carmichael went to NASCAR and Jeremy McGrath went to off-road trucks. But sports cars? I mean, to go from Throwing a bike around on the dirt to the nuance of driving a sports car on pavement, that's a big switch. Going to be curious.
2: We'll talk to him about that. Curious how a Supercross motocross champion, a very good rider, by the way, not one of your top five riders of all times, but a damn good Superbike, excuse me, Supercross motocross rider. Uh, Curious how it's going to transfer to sports cars. So he'll be joining us coming up here in the Freak Nation. This is how you play ball with us. Follow us on Twitter, Speed Freaks, the website, speedfreaks.tv, Facebook, Instagram. We're all there for you. And at California Speedway race, if you got past the empty seats...
5: And again, yeah. I, yeah, well, that's,
2: yeah. that's that track. Yeah. <laughs> if you get past those empty seats, and I don't know what it is, but is it Fox? Or are these cars a little racier? And what I mean by that... Is Fox covering this series a little differently, to where I'm seeing more, uh, just better, ra- is, better racing at this point? Stat crash.
3: Well, there's a bigger spoiler. There's less power to these cars. And the less power is something Statman's been screaming about for a long time. Mm. So, yes, that we got to stop worrying about being the fastest out there because you just want to put up a big-ass number. No, what you want is to make it entertaining for people who do purchase tickets or who are watching on TV, and that's what this is bringing people. Finally, the Xfinity race was great. The Cup race was, for the most part, great today. It's just changing the package to make it work.
4: I think what's also working is that the Chevrolets, where they haven't been uh, uh, competitive for a long time, are suddenly competitive. So now you got three teams, three um, uh, manufacturers that are running at the front of the line or competitive, mm-hmm. and that hasn't been the case for several months. Yeah, I brought this up to Crasher just prior
2: to Alex Bowman winning the cup race in California that... It looks like either I think four out of the top seven cars or Chevys. Jeez, yeah,
3: and that rings somewhat reminiscent of last week in Las Vegas because I remember right. the Toyotas struggled last week. So yeah,
2: yep. hmm. that's the, that's the best thing that could happen to these manufacturers to become competitive out there on the track. We're, go, we're going to resume with some new affiliates here in the Freak Nation. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The
1: Freaks.
2: Welcoming another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Alex Bowman, California Speedway's winner, will be joining us in about seven minutes. Kevin Harvick will be here. Austin Dillon will be here. Chad Reed, Supercross motocross champion on his retirement tour, will be here in the Freak Nation. Big, big show for you, Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys, pit news and notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart things, freaks. Rolling on a SUV or a big old Silverado, F250 maybe? Make sure you're rolling on General Tires. Do what freaks do and roll on GTs. Crasher,
3: Rolling on GTs are a lot of those Supercross trucks. And get this, the Supercross season is now halfway over. That's just bizarre. They raced in Atlanta this weekend, and Ken Rockson nabbed his third win on the season in the 450 class, while Chase Sexton notched not only the win, but also the points lead now in the 250s, the 250 East. NASCAR was in California, as we talked about. Both Both of the Xfinity and Cup races were pretty stellar, but that Xfinity finish... With names we have been following from three different racing backgrounds. That was legendous. Harrison Burton, you've heard him on these airwaves numerous times. He drove through traffic to get the win with his teammate, Riley Herbst, less than a half second behind him, and then Austin Sindrick, another half second behind in third. That was a bitchin' finish. The Cup Series saw two different stage winners in Alex Bowman and Ryan Blaney, but the third stage was back to being all Bowman all the time. The only driver... From Arizona to ever win a cup race. He took home his second checkered flag today. And in perfect timing because, well, this week the series heads to Phoenix Raceway. His home track. And it was an emotional weekend for seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson. As he bid adieu to his home oval. Here's, Here's some numbers though for you. Statman, you will flip if you haven't heard these yet. Jimmy Johnson raced. Every single possible lap that was out there to be raced in the Cup Series from 2002 to 2020. That's 5,906 laps. He did not miss a single one. Amazing. Wow. Oh, wow. I know, right? Well, there were some announcements this week. Greg Biffle, former NASCAR driver, he is expecting. He made an announcement on social media about his daughter, Emma, becoming a big sister. And how about IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe announcing this week that he will be in the booth for both IndyCar and NASCAR races as part of NBC's coverage. Yep. Of course, he's going to race the Indy 500 in May. But watch for this TV deal to now turn into maybe a NASCAR ride as well.
2: Freak Nation, coming up. Your winner from California, Alex Bowman, next. Lucas Hall Studios. Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
1: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, twenty-four-seven motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the funnest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Dispain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV.
6: Your Mav TV. You are listening to Speed
0: Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined.
6: Right about now,
7: the Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now, the Funk Soul Brother. Right about now, the Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now, the Funk Soul Brother. Right about now, the Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now, the Funk Soul Brother. Right about now, the Funk Soul Brother. Right about now.
2: Follow us on Twitter right at Speed Freaks. The website SpeedFreaks.tv. and of course on your iHeartRadio app. Tune in. You've got us everywhere. Uh, this guy, Alex Bowman, quickly becoming the fourth freak in the Freak Nation. Wins out in California. And Alex, when is it that you realize you a guy that hasn't been a? You're not a big veteran in the NASCAR Cup Series, but I would still believe that you know when you have a car to win the damn race. But this was a dominant. Win for you. When did you recognize that you had the car to win this thing?
8: Yeah, I mean, just um, really after practice when we, we we all get sheets of everybody's lap times and the averages and, and the breakdowns on on how people fall off. There's a lot of tire wear here, and the cars really slow down. So um, when I got to sit and look at those charts and and see how fast we really were, um, I knew we had a car capable of winning the race and. We just had to do our job and keep up with it. This place changes a lot with the weather, and today was much colder than it was on Friday. So Greg did a good job on making the right calls to uh, to adapt to that. and Obviously, the car was really good today.
4: Fontana Cup winner Alex Bowman is in the Speed Freaks pits. Alex, this is your second win. You dominated today. No driver can relax, but have you matured enough that you're racing your own race, and you don't have to worry that... Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch or anybody else is closing on your rearview mirror.
8: Yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely concerned um, with as much as we got ran down before that last green flag pit stop. Um, we had a good stop. we were able to keep the lead there, and I knew we were going to be fast on the short run, and we built a big lead um, to the twelve. And I knew I felt like if I could keep a five second lead um, at ten laps to go, that I could give up a half a second a lap for the next 10 laps and he still couldn't get to us uh, and that we would be okay. So pushed pretty hard there. Um, well, trying not to, to pull the right rear off of it. We had some right rear cording issues the previous run, uh, but pushed pretty hard to keep that lead. And, um, and then he had some issues there at the end. So able to uh, kind of fall back on, on an eight or 10 second lead. So um, definitely you're never comfortable. Uh, there's no situation. You can have a 15 second lead you could probably have to feel the lap down and still not be comfortable so um when we took the white i was more comfortable and then um getting off turn four obviously you know it's going to happen so it's always uh nerve-wracking you never know when we're going to get a caution but uh glad it worked out for us
3: but alex with your confidence throughout the weekend and knowing that you did have a fast car how did this tattoo bet come about because you got to get some ink now buddy
8: yeah, so that's three weeks old, but it never, it didn't have like an end date on it. So, um, my buddy Aaron Gillespie, he, uh, he plays drums for, for under Oath. Um, he, I think he started it. Uh, a bunch of the other under Oath guys are in on it. A bunch of my buddies are in on it. Um, they were all out at Daytona and, um, I think they were in the sauce pretty heavily when, uh, when it got started, but, um, we're all getting tattoos. Uh, I'm not quite sure when it's going to happen or what the tattoos are going to be, but uh, we're all getting tattoos.
4: That's pretty crazy, Alex, but can you design this tattoo? Can you design what the 88 is going to look like, or is it all up for grabs?
8: Um, I think we all want something cool. Um, I know Aaron has a lot of tattoos. Um, I think most of those guys do. So I don't have any, and I'm terrified of needles. I'm like, that's not my thing. Um I've always wanted tattoos but I've never been like I know what I want to get or don't want to get so it'll be interesting to uh to see what gets picked and if they have to be, I don't know if they have to be matching or not matching or, or what we're going to do but um <laughs> it'll be neat it'll be a good time I will probably scream like a little girl um but that's okay
3: I'm not sure if you're aware of this but in that NASCAR garage area and he's in he's in and out now these days Ray Everham has some incredible sleeves. He's always wearing long sleeves so you can't see his tats, but he might be one yeah. that you want to hook up hook up with.
8: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I mean I, I feel like like I've always to be honest with you, I've always wanted sleeves. I just like obviously in Nascar it's a very business driven thing. Um sponsors kinda frown upon that sometimes. <laughs> so I've never done it. And I'm never like sure enough on what to get, but you never know. This could
2: be the start. That's a good point, Alex Bowman. Your winner from California Cup Series joining us here in the Freak Nation. Does Mister Hendrick allow ink tattoos on his Ray driver?
3: Ray Evernham was in his. But that's Ray Evernham,
2: man. It's a Hall of Famer.
8: Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. What? I feel like you guys are going to rat me out here and tell the boss. If, if we weren't talking about it so much, he wouldn't even know.
3: That's right. It's going to be under the fire suit anyway. It was also said
2: yeah. said Bowman that uh, during your post race press conference, you were talking about racing rental cars back to the airport, and all of a sudden there were a couple of what California Highway Patrolmen there in the uh, the press area.
8: Yeah. So I mean, I, I I may have had a few run-ins over the years with California Highway Patrol uh, <laughs> traveling between Arizona and California, but um, that's okay uh that's that's just part of life the speed limit is why we're here and um you know that was always my excuse i thought the speed limit was was still what it was in arizona so um the rental cars the rental cars in the nascar garage get beat on pretty hard um thankfully you know we've got some great hertz rental cars over at hendrick motorsports they hook us up and uh and we've got some good ones for sure
3: okay let's see if, if we can top who tops who i think i'm up to 18 speeding tickets in my life how many do you have
8: Oh, uh, two? No, Bam. No, no. yeah. Oh, I've been a passenger for probably like ten with my dad <laughs> via California Highway Patrol. Oh. Um, but but yeah, I think I only have like two. All
2: right, this this leads well into your home track of Phoenix Raceway, man. I don't think you could have asked for not just a dominant car, not just a win, but a dominant car coming into Phoenix. And it's probably not the same car, but it's still having the same
7: momentum.
2: Yeah, having the momentum coming into Phoenix, you can't beat that.
8: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, we were we embarrassed ourselves last year at Phoenix, how how poorly we ran, and um, we put a lot of effort into our short track program over the off season into all of our cars. But um, you know, we we need to go there and run a lot better than we ran last year. Having some solid positive momentum is uh, is a big big part of that. So. Hopefully we can unload and and be strong there and run well. Um, Last year wasn't much fun, and it's a place that Greg and I have both run extremely well at in the past. We've run well together. He won there with Dale. Um, So we we need to go back and and run well. But we've learned a couple times that the 2016 setup still doesn't work, and uh, we need to come up with something new. So um, we'll see what we unload with. It should be pretty good.
2: Alex Bowman, your Cup Series winner out of Fontana, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Alex, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, you get a guy like Alex Bowman winning races, winning championships. It's something that I'm going to hit coming up next segment about the new breed of drivers, and that's what IndyCar is pushing. But you got a guy like Blaney, and not really Elliott yet, but Bubba Wallace, Younger drivers like that in NASCAR that aren't afraid to wear their emotions, sometimes to their detriment on their sleeve. Unlike
3: And also just plain being real, being transparent. Did you hear what Blaney did this week?
2: Oh, about the TP?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He spent a couple nights in a teepee in the California desert. Listen, Statman stat stat
2: raised his family to TP there in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no big deal.
4: <laughs> I tell you, you better be careful fussing around with the CHP. They don't play games. I don't care. Tattoos, tickets, nothing. CHP <laughs> is for real.
2: Freak Nation coming up next. What does an Academy Award winner have to do with the new imaging for IndyCar? And I think I've celebrated three damn birthdays since the last IndyCar race.
3: It seems like it. Man. I hope that changes in the future, too.
2: That's next Lucas Hole Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. i
0: don't believe it Good evening, my fellow
9: citizens. It's it, man. Let's get to it. provide guidance to mankind.
4: We're remembering Women's History Month here in the U.S., but let me take a minute to remember French rally driver Michelle Mouton. In 1982, Mouton won three of 12 events and finished runner-up in the World Rally Drivers Championship. Her efforts helped Audi to its first manufacturer's title. Mouton, though, did more than rallying. In 1975, she won her class at Le Mans. But rallying was her first love. In fact, when she signed with Audi in 1981, she won in San Remo. In 1985, she set a record winning the pikes peak international hill climb in an audi quattro in 1986 while driving for peugeot she won the german rally championship in 1988 she co-founded the international race of champions now in addition to running that event she's working tirelessly to help girls into the upper levels of world motorsport they have an incredible legacy to follow peace
0: Motorsports Radio, read five.
10: Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together, but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you, and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient you get great clothes delivered right to you so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home and make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix,
11: personal styling for everybody. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them Also, save up to 50% off business and
9: first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
2: Still, one of the greatest stories ever told, Freak Nation. Emceeing a tool show in Los Angeles, right off of, I, I think it was Club Lingerie. This had to be 90, 93 before they really hit. And I was working at the Pirate Radio in Los Angeles at the time. And the manager pulls me aside, and says, uh, "Hey, man, you, are you emceeing Tool tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing him on stage." He says, "No, you're not. You're not going to bring him on stage. But you're going to do stage announcements." Oh, okay, cool. I'll make an announcement. Because <laughs> when you when you don't bring him on stage, it's like, "Hey, I'm Kenny sergeant with Piper Ray. What's going on? Would you please welcome Tool?" No, that wasn't it. It was like, I, "I said, anything else? Anything you want me to mention?" He says, "Yeah, don't mention their name." I said, "What?"
3: What? Huh? How do I not mention? Welcome I... to the stage, these guys. I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I... It was just straight some tri- dudes. <laughs> I mean, Maynard is just different anyway. I-, I think the guy's brilliant, but I-, I I don't even remember what I said. But I do remember the manager going, "Yeah, you can, you know, welcome the band, but you can't say their name. Like they're gonna ch- like they're in the middle of a debate to change their name
4: before going on stage." Well, if you had, if you were called Tool, would you want people to call you? That?
2: Well, you know, forty million records later, I guess so. I'd be, I'd be, I'd love to be called a number of
4: things. Doesn't matter what they call you after forty million sold. <laughs>
2: uh, that's greatness. Grasher, I said this going into break. What does an Academy Award winner have to do with the new imaging of IndyCar? And I threw a little jab at IndyCar saying, I think I've celebrated two birthdays since the last race of IndyCar. Is there a legitimate discussion of moving IndyCar? Well, I, I would think so now that Roger Penske's taking this damn thing over. Moving it to either finishing later.
4: Well, wait a minute. Was it IndyCar, that series that used to run back in the day when nobody paid attention and it was – they haven't had a race in years, have they? (laughs) Yes. October –
3: no, September was a long time ago. Oof.
2: So, Crasher, is there legitimate discussion? Have you heard? Yes.
3: No, there is. Roger Penske has – pretty much everything on the table for discussion. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to affect 2021 next year, but I wouldn't be surprised with how fast he's moving on making changes with this brand video, for one thing, nobody's ever done something like this, and also making changes at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I think anything's on the table. In the past, last year, it was wait. floated that there could possibly, and I know this this makes some people cringe, but I think it can kind of be a good idea, especially in the summertime, there could possibly be a race midweek, a nighttime race midweek. I d- you who, nev- never say never.
2: Who's saying that?
3: There's a few people talking about it. Right? Yeah. Just for people to plan vacations around, would it be like a Watkins Glen, that, which is like a vacation destination, or a Sonoma? Well, it can't be Sonoma because now they're racing at Laguna maybe, Seca. It's maybe
2: tied around uh, like a holiday or something? That,
3: yeah, like 4th of July yeah. huh. or something of the sort. There's, there's just a lot on the table.
2: Uh, one reason why I'm bringing this up is uh, if you've seen this, good for you, but IndyCar has a new campaign that highlights what they call a different breed of athlete. And not to keep you guessing... But there's an Academy Award winner who is narrating this commercial.
3: Yep. He waved. He was.
2: Not everyone
1: can do this. There we go. Not everyone can do 240, two inches from the ground, from your opponent, from failure.
2: Not everyone wants to wrestle a 1,500-pound animal with no power steering, take five G's in the neck, and go toe-to-toe with 20 other daredevils.
1: Not everyone gets behind the wheel knowing today to define the rest of your life.
5: All because something inside says, I can't and I won't stop.
0: I wanna cross the line.
1: Not everyone is a different breed.
3: Yep, he waved the green flag at the Indy 500 last year. He is one of the stars. Oh, he's Carroll Shelby in Ford versus Ferrari. I think the dude has the racing bug.
2: So it's Matt Damon, yes. who's voicing the spot for IndyCar, a new breed of drive I, a, I, 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 a different breed. I, I get marketing campaigns, but you're a different breed by running late March through, what, first of September?
3: Well... That's right six does that, months off, man. does that matter to anybody right now outside of the racing bubble? No. So right now it's just how do we differentiate ourselves from NASCAR? Because that seems to still be the 800-pound gorilla in the room in the country of the United States of America. So they've got to somehow differentiate themselves from there. And I think the video does a pretty good job of it. Wrestling a 1,500-pound bear with no power steering? Oh, hi. You think these, these cars are super technologically advanced? And for the most part they are. But no power steering? Are you kidding me? That's just that's that's a different breed right there. He talks about being two inches from the ground, and they enforce. They, I think the exact words he used was today could define the rest of your life. Knowing when you get in the cockpit, IndyCar used to just completely shy away from the danger aspect. They would not touch it at all. Now they're they're branding themselves on it. Kudos well, I, for thinking outside yeah, the I box. Think that,
4: I think branding the danger might be uh, a little bit too much. Uh, it, to me, it just looks bad when you start showing wrecks and talking about this is dangerous. Because somebody's going to have a wreck and be in the hospital for two days. And, uh, it's just, it looks insensitive. It doesn't, uh, if, you, if that's what you're promoting, you need to get into another line of work.
2: What you've got with the Syndicar rebranding or brand campaign is Pinsky's in on this and so were some of the rider uh, writers, so were some of the drivers where they gave their opinion uh, there's one unnamed source that actually unnamed driver that came up with this title new breed of driver new breed new breed so they went to the drivers on this to get their input and uh, evidently some of the VO that Matt Damon was reading was input from the drivers
4: I do like the idea of selling the personalities. I've complained about NHRA uh, selling technology when they have some of the best personalities in all of motorsport. Some of the IndyCar guys are also uh, great personalities, and they should know. But right now, the only differentiation that IndyCar has over NASCAR is that they don't race all the time, and and that's (laughs) – They've got a. I think that's the bigger problem. That they every year they start anew, and uh, people have to take a month to say, "Oh yeah, I remember them. What are they doing now?" Uh, yeah. Where NASCAR is out there every week uh, beating a drum.
2: And say what you will about the National Football League, but whether it was intentional or not, it's three sixty-five. It's twenty-four-seven. Whether it's the draft, it's the combine, it's free agency, it's dudes getting arrested, whatever it is in the offseason.
3: Yeah, the regular season is only four months long, four out of 12 months. And then if you want to count the playoffs and the Super Bowl, you go into five and a half months total. But yeah, a preseason makes it six and a half months total. So you kind of get action for half of a year, but still only half a year. Yeah, That's less than any other stick and ball sport out there. And definitely less than racing outside of IndyCar.
2: Well, Statman, and that may change because you're listening to three people who've been voicing this for almost two decades of us being on the Freak Radio Network of bringing series, multiple series together on a race weekend. And that timing of IndyCar Crasher may end up changing due to the NASCAR schedule. And if they partner up, they may have to go into October.
3: Right. Right and you did yeah. mention partnering up that is also on the table
4: yeah 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 that could that could be something if nascar cuts back on some of their events <clears throat> excuse me if they cut back on some of their events and partner with indycar then maybe you know it could be something that has a good ebb and flow to it and um, you know maybe some of the drivers might add some headlines we all were shocked when Kurt Busch did so well uh, driving at the Indy 500. Was that three years ago? Yes. So uh, he finished sixth. I mean, that was <laughs> – that <laughs> shocked me. I mean, I I was so shocked I had to tell him. I wasn't a fan till I saw that. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he looked at me like I was crazy. But I had to tell him, dude, I wasn't a fan of yours, but when you did that – uh, that was awesome. So there's probably other drivers that could do the same thing, and that would bring more attention to both series. Freak Nation coming up next, Kevin Harvick. Uh, there's something
2: brewing between him and Kyle Busch. We'll get to that coming up. Speed Freaks Pits, the Lucas Oil Studios.
5: And lives are living strange. Where were you while we?
3: Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers, jalapeno, or sweet onion burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
1: Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names, like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv Lucas Oil Racing TV Grab it and hold on tight The Texas Roadkill
2: The San Francisco Swallows And the Arizona Pricks Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams But they are some of the most creative Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos Each team has a history A meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse Or the Nashville Bootleggers And these t-shirts, they are awesome With the highest quality, 100% cotton available And are ridiculously soft Grab your favorite cities t-shirt now at awesome sports logos.com that's awesome sports logos.com
0: and get awesome you're listening
2: to speed
0: freaks motorsports radio redefined
2: of the Freaks. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, or of course your iHeartRadio app you can take us anywhere. 20 years have been doing this damn thing, Freak Nation, and Kevin Harvick's been a part of those 20 years here in the Freak Nation. And one of the amazing things that I find in the 20 years that we've been doing this Kevin Harvick is when people find out that I have two cats. They say, look, dude, you don't seem like you're a cat person. Kevin Harvick, you have yourself another cat. You don't seem like you're a cat person.
12: Yeah. You know what? I, I came home and they've had that cat they had that i went to went to las vegas they got the cat on friday well i've t- talked to my wife and kids every day and so we go through friday saturday sunday i come home wake up sunday or monday morning to take keelan to school and he i'm sitting on the couch with him about seven o'clock in the morning and he's like he starts smiling he looks at me and he's he's just like me he can't keep a secret he looks at me he's like I got to show you something. And Delaina's not around, so we walk in, and I walk into the little cat's cat's little area, and I'm like, oh, we got another cat. And he looks at me, and he smiles, and he picks it up. I'm like, wow, this cat's way nicer than the last cat, because the last cat, when we went to the shelter to pick it out, we walked in, and I'm like, oh, I like this cat. And Delaina looks at it, and she's like, "Uh, I don't like that cat. So I put that cat in the cage, and I just stand back, and I'm like, okay, I'll just be quiet. Let the kids pick out the cat. And Delana, we pick out the first cat. The cat comes over. I said, this. They're like, this is the one I like. I walk over, go to pet the cat. The cat bites me. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the cat. So at least this cat, at least this cat, you know, would lay in my lap. And and the first one, he um, he bit me. But I pretty much lost control. So you know how that goes.
2: Yeah. When does it happen, Kevin? Kevin Harvick joining us here in the Free what, what,
12: what, Yeah, what, I, right? I, I don't know when that happens, but um, I think I fought it for the first probably eight or ten years, and then it's like, you know what, this is just, I've got I've to learn to pick and choose my battles, and then the kids came, and now it's like, I'm fourth in line around here, and it's just like, you do what you're told, and, and that's it. You just move on.
3: You're in full control, though, Kevin Harvick, of this amazing bounty that you have placed in the NASCAR truck series. I cannot love this anymore because if I've read things correctly, how they've evolved over the last couple of days, it's a win-win situation whether or not somebody beats Kyle Busch or not. Can you explain?
12: (laughs) Yeah, so honestly, this started because my blood pressure went sky high when Kyle Larson tweeted the three cherries and indicating that Kyle Busch was cherry-picking and I'm like, mm, that's not really how it works. But, um, you know, because Kyle's actually out there running a the business, he's driving the trucks, so he has sponsors and making sure that, that the trucks are where they are. So I'm like, well, let's just throw, let's just throw some money out there because that usually motivates all these, all these guys that have a, have a, uh, a nice reaction on, on Twitter because they're sitting on their couch not doing anything. I said, well, let's just throw some money out there to to see if we could motivate some of these guys to um, you know to, to go out there and, and beat Kyle, and, and so it's um, it's definitely it's definitely turned into a lot more than I thought it was going to, but like you say, in the end, um, it's created a lot of great conversation for the Truck Series, which I love because the the Truck Series is um, you know a place that gave me a, a great start to my career. We had trucks for a number of years with KHI that. Uh, that Dwayne and I had and, and ran and, and won a lot of races and championships with. So I, I feel like I'm I'm somewhat connected to Kyle Busch because of the fact that I'm on his side. I, I love the fact that he's out there trying to run a business. Uh, he's in those trucks for a reason, um, and that's trying to make sure that that things are are, are running well. He's running a business, and, and uh, so for me, uh, the cherry picking comment from from Kyle Larson kind of struck a nerve, and now it's turned into. Into what it's turned into for, a, I guess it's a hundred grand now between myself and and Marcus Limonis, uh for one of those Cup guys to to get out of their motorhome and and go out there and and <laughs> figure out how to how to beat Kyle Busch in a truck. It would be it, it's great for us to to watch. It's great for us to watch people compete. It's great for the truck series and and you know in the end if um, nobody beats Kyle Busch, then we'll we'll give the money to the the, the his foundation and the and the Bundle of Joy there. So um, it's it's uh, it's it's turned out to be a lot of fun, and, and in the end, that's that's really what it's all about. Is it's it's not being mad or uh, not liking anybody or anything like that. It's it's really just about you know having fun, and 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 everybody's you know asking, well, you're just giving away 50 grand. You know what? I'm in a fortunate position. Um, this sport's been it has been great to me, and and if it if it costs me 50 grand, oh, okay.
4: Kevin Harvick is in the speed Freaks pits, but do you miss just sitting in the truck and racing? Um, I I do
12: miss I miss you know for a number of years uh, beating Kyle Busch was really what motivated us and and Chevy wanted to beat Toyota I wanted to beat Kyle um, and that's really why we ran our trucks um, you know it's not a great business model to be honest with you you have to love racing uh, in order to to compete in the truck series and and you know I think when when you look at at, at the ownership model in in the truck series it's not not really a winning model and and when you want to run it you know the way that Kyle does or myself would expect to run it and you have that cut mentality it becomes even more expensive because you expect the, the 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 vehicles to look a certain way but I always I always enjoyed racing trucks and and you know I think it's um you know it's a series that that has given a number of guys a great opportunity and, and when you look at Phoenix you know it's it's it you know Phoenix was always kind of like our it was always our biggest race of the year when we were running the southwest tour cars or the winston west series or the truck series it was always a place um that a west coast racer could go to the truck series and go to phoenix and go to a racetrack uh and compete against guys like kyle bush or uh whoever ron hornaday or whoever the the truck series uh standouts were in at that particular time and, and you got you had kind of a get kind of a, a, a reality check of, of where you stood from, um, you know, how your vehicles ran or how you were as a driver. And and so it's just a, it's a very versatile series because it has, it's just uh, competitive enough to where you can have cup drivers go race it or you can have the guys come from the late model series and come up to their tracks in their area and, and compete uh, and, and try to figure it out. So you know, for for me, we built our first truck in our in our garage, at, you know, uh, at home. Uh, that's that's where it that's where it started. So um, you can still kind of do that today. It's not so much like that, but with the crate motors and things, you know, it's it's definitely you know kind of taking a little bit of a step back towards that. So I I love everything about the truck series. and always have.
4: Kevin Harvick is in the Speed Freaks pit. Stewart Haas Racing. 2014 Cup Series champion, always a contender. Kevin, why do we get the feeling that Eddie Gossage is going to make some deal to put you and Kyle Busch in a truck to race at Texas Motor Speedway coming up in a couple weeks?
12: (laughs) Uh, There's no chance that I'm running the truck. Um, I'm not. I'm not getting it. I'm. I'm. I'm in the middle of this from a way different perspective now. (laughs) So um, you know, the chance of me driving it is zero. Um, But I will tell you from a promoter standpoint, this should be a very good lesson to all the promoters that run these racetracks out there because uh, a lot of them complain about Kyle Busch being in their races. um, And with the right promotion and the right thought process and the right things done to promote your race, um, this is a prime example of the things that you can do in order to uh, use things um, as a positive and and, and and generate some excitement and, and creativity uh, around your
4: event. Kevin, the freaks are almost 20 years old. We go back to before the truck series, but then the truck series had names like Bodine, Chaffin, Skinner, Hornaday, Sprague. Those are major names in NASCAR racing. We don't see those names now.
12: Yeah, well, here's, here's the thing. You know, we've we've kind of cut down on, you know, well, I mean, a lot of people call it the Kyle Busch rule, but, you know, we've cut down on, you know, letting the Cup drivers come into the Xfinity and and come into the Truck Series. You can only run a limited amount of races. And last weekend, you know, when you look at the, you know, the rookie class and their performance at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, I think that's a prime example. Those guys are all going to be really good race car drivers. But the step from Xfinity to the Cup Series now is much different than, than what it was when you had all those names uh, in the Xfinity series and in the Truck series, to really give you a gauge of what you were getting into when you went to the Cup series, knowing where you stood from a competition standpoint and from a competitive standpoint um, as to what you needed to be able to do in order to compete at a high level, um, you know. And I think, you know, those guys, those guys came in with a lot of hype, and and, and they should, you know, they had a lot of a lot of results. But my point in this, and I, when you look back at Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney and a lot of these guys, uh, William Byron, uh, that have come from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series, it's a much bigger step now, and it, it takes it takes a few years for these guys to get their feet on the ground and really get to the point, you know, where they should have, you know, where they would have been, you know, 15, 20 years ago in in the Xfinity Series because you had all those Cup regulars in the series. Now it takes a few years for them to get acclimated. Um, and get to that that top level of where they need to be, like we've seen out of Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott over over the over the last year. So um, it just takes more time, um, and I think a lot of the reason is is that. And, and you know, I think when you when you look back um, and you look back at let's just use Dale Earnhardt Sr. for an example, you know, a, a lot of what he did, he he ran the Bush Series to build his own team um and build his own cars but he had he was using his profits and the and some of the you know fortunate position that he was in from the cup series in order to build that team in the bush series ultimately that team went to cup and wound up with whatever they had you know two or three cup teams in the end a, a huge facility and that was how they that was how they you know that was how they bred those owners in order to get to the cup series but they were cup drivers that took that money and invested it into the truck series, invested it into the Bush series at the time, and okay. were able to build those teams uh, in, into what they turned into cup teams. And now the rules are actually so that, you know, a guy like me could never, when we had KHI, that was one of the biggest reasons that we closed it, because there was there was no path to cup um, <laughs> because of the fact that I drove for Richard Childress Racing, and he had, four cup cars, and, and so we couldn't have a technical alliance with a driver that was on a team that has four cup cars. So um, so there's definitely something that, that needs to be talked about in that whole model of, of, of how uh, you can build things in order to, to groom uh, owners to come to the Cup Series.
2: That's a great perspective, because being a father, you've got to look to the future for your children, and being the father of NASCAR, you got to look to the future on how to continue to build it.
12: That's right. And you know, I, and, and it's an it's a it's an honest conversation that you have to have right now. I mean, when you look at uh, Jack Roush and Roger Penske and Richard Childress, and and you know, these guys are all they're all getting older. And you know, what what does that next generation look like? We worry so much about you know what that next generation of drivers look like, or you know you know pushing this young guy or that young guy or whatever the case may be. Um, there has to be a path to to uh, that that ownership level, and, and 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 you know I think that that's the you know, from NASCAR standpoint that one of those first steps that we're taking is is with our uh, next generation car that we're going to have, and trying to create a, a better business model and an easier model of car um, that you can go out you don't have to have a chassis shop. You can go out and buy a chassis. You don't have to. You don't have to have. 20 body hangers, you can go out and, and purchase the bodies. So NASCAR has definitely taken some steps to, to make that process better to attract uh, new owners you know, from that model.
2: This is greatness. Freak Nation, Kevin Harvick, Stuart Haas Racing, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Looking forward to Phoenix. Dude, as always, man. Thanks for doing this,
12: man. Well, we're looking forward to it. We'll see, I guess, a week now. Yeah. <laughs> Won't <laughs> be long.
2: Right.
3: Enjoy the cat in the meantime. Hey, oh, who,
2: yeah. Hey, who who cleans, who cleans the pooper, by the way?
12: That's Keelan. He's uh that's part of his that's part of his chore list, so he's on poop patrol. Thanks, Kevin. All right guys, talk to you later.
2: Statman, man, you remember NASCAR truck teams like Red Horse Racing and Ooh, David Starr. Nimco Racing. Remember those?
4: Yeah, there was a couple other ones too that were they were out there and just hustling and I was just listening to what he had to say. That was that was some awesome perspective that yeah. stuff I never thought of before.
2: I don't know where the majority of the NASCAR truck owners or drivers fall on this, but I think some of these tracks that these trucks go to are ridiculous. I think they need to go back to more short course or sh- smaller ovals. Even the mile-and-a-half tracks can get just pretty laborsome. From a cost perspective, they're gnarly. But when we went to – oh, help me out. What did they call the track in Bakersfield?
3: Mesa Marin, Mesa Marin, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, that was that watching 30 plus trucks on that track was badass. It had it, it had the vibe of a Bristol night race, not the crowd, but just the tightness of the track, uh, the names of the drivers. It just something has to be done stat in order to keep that series, they can they're part of the, the majority of the races. they're part of the NASCAR Cup weekend. Go to the small – how many times did Irwindale
4: Speedway try
2: and work their way into that in Southern
4: California? Well, that you know what it, the, the, uh, the comparison is when the North American Soccer League tried to play in the big stadiums and they got 30,000 people in 70,000 seats mm-hmm. and it, nobody cared, but you put 30,000 people in 25,000 seats – And a small stock soccer stadium, and suddenly it looks like a huge party, and uh, people are having a grand time. I think that's if they would, if they would just pay attention to business and realize that they're not, this isn't the same business that it was even 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They've got to come around. I don't know what it's going to take, drive more people out of the, out of the sport. Before they decide, hey, maybe we got to make a change.
2: To have fifteen, twenty thousand people at a NASCAR truck race in a twenty thousand seat stadium on a half mile oval, high banked oval, you're going to awesome see awesome party. Yeah, you're going to see great racing. You're not going to have great. If you look at what happens with, got about a minute. If you look what happens with these NASCAR race weekends. The way hotels and so forth jack up their rates. It's bonkers for a team that has local or regional sponsors and a tough time even playing their paying their Jack Man an extra fifty bucks for some fried chicken. I just figured it out. <laughs> some Salisbury steak. <laughs> Freak Nation coming up in the second hour. Chad Reed, 37 years old, on his retirement tour in the Supercross series. And more. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. A
5: nice dog, a big dog she the lock on my back door. Now my feet won't be no more. Speed
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
5: insurance stuff.
3: Hey, are you just gonna stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Do
1: do do Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not
11: available in California, North Carolina, overall Nestled off the coast of Northern California and deep in the redwood forest is a high adventure, completely unlike anything you've ever experienced. Sonoma Canopy Tours invites you to experience new heights with two unique courses, each a two and a half hour guided eco tour that includes multiple zip lines, sky bridges, a majestic spiral staircase, and a rappel to the forest floor, where you'll be immersed in the unparalleled beauty of the world-famous California Coastal Redwoods. It's an adventure you'll never forget. Whether you're a first-timer or a veteran zipliner, Sonoma Canopy Tourist has an exciting experience tailored just for you. An unforgettable adventure soaring from tree to tree, enjoying nature in a spectacular way. From panoramic forest views to thrillingly deep ravines, it's an adrenaline rush like no other, right in the heart of Sonoma County and just 30 minutes west of Santa Rosa. Plan your zipline adventure today. Contact Sonoma Canopy Tours at 888-494-7868 or go to sonomacanopytours.com.
6: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
1: Network broadcasting
0: from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party.
3: Crash Glass. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? Step
0: Man. I am serious. Here's the freaks.
2: Second hour of Speed Freaks. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on Twitter, our social media platforms across the planet. Instagram, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Last hour, Kevin Harvick was in here. Alex Bowman, your winner from California, Kentucky. He was in here. We'll have those up for you tomorrow morning at speedfreaks.tv. This hour, Chad Reed, Was he 19 when he first collected his big boy paycheck, Crasher? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, 37-year-old Chad Reed, motocross, Supercross champion. He'll be joining us tonight as he's celebrating his, wow, last season in the Supercross series.
3: Hashtag one last lap. Yeah. And what's Jimmy Johnson's hashtag? Hashtag one final time. Bam. Just, whoa. Everybody's retiring. And we freaks just keep. Talking and talking and moving forward.
2: <laughs> Crasher and I are based out in Phoenix and it is it is full fledged spring training right now. Spring ball happening. And with the Phoenix raceway race coming up this weekend, NASCAR sends out a driver or two to you know get some people fired up. And the one they chose last week or a few days ago was Austin Dillon, driving the number three three cup car. Crash and I caught up with him. Two three days ago, uh, we'll talk to him about taking BP, throwing out the first pitch. And evidently, dude's a legitimate, at least Little League baseball player. We'll talk to him about that. Again, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Chad Reed coming up in moments. With Phoenix Raceway coming up this weekend, it's interesting, Stat Crash, that we're talking about all these series following the Cup Series. The ARCA Series, for the oh, first yes, time, yes. will be at Phoenix Raceway, Crasher.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I mean, Harrison Burton won the Xfinity Series this weekend, the Xfinity Series race this weekend at California Speedway at ARCA Grad. And we had Harrison Burton on this show many times last year and the year prior because of wins in the ARCA series. And it's just it's cool to see the ARCA series garnering a lot more respect now than it did even just ten years ago. And people really honing their chops in that method of racing. Granted, it's mostly ovals, but they also race on dirt, which which is just amazing. They also do road courses, so it's really a chance for these guys to just get so much proper training of the feel of these cars as they move up then over to nascar and eventually into the cup series so yeah i love watching these arca drivers they are hungry and they are just plain fun to watch on on track
2: Statman having the arca series out at phoenix raceway in phoenix arizona it's going to be a different breed of drivers well i say different breed different
3: breed there you go again
2: hey hey oh <laughs> that's the, IndyCar
3: car now it's
2: not the nascar it's truck series longer. it's not xfinity it's it's drivers getting to experience big boy driving in a series that doesn't get a shot to do that too often.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the the big thing, though, is that they see different cars and different sponsors get to talk to different marketplaces. So uh, I I would imagine that NASCAR... I hope at least that they've investigated this and they didn't just say, well, let's bring Arca to Phoenix. I think there's probably some business decisions made in that. And that's a good thing for all concerned. Just what Harvick was talking about in the last hour.
2: Michael Knight, who covers NASCAR for Arizona Republic, azcentral.com has some good insight to Phoenix Raceway and, and the history of NASCAR racing with Phoenix Raceway. NASCAR beat Phoenix, Arizona when it comes to hosting a Super Bowl, the World Series, with the Cup Series, November sixth, 1988. That was at the debut, all right? Huh. The timing was pretty spot on because that race provided much of the in-car footage used in Tom Cruise's movie Days of Thunder at Phoenix Raceway.
3: Well, look at that.
2: Yeah. I mean, By the way,
3: do you still have your Tom Cruise autographed? Unfortunately, autographed in chalk. Chalk. Days of Thunder jacket.
2: Yeah. Jeez.
3: Does that autograph even show up anymore?
2: No. Chalk? Okay. Really? Chalk? Hey. chalk? We premiered Days of Thunder when I was doing radio in Dallas back in the in 80, whatever the hell that was. eighty eight eighty nine eighty nine 89, was it? And uh, I got a jacket autographed by Tom Cruise in chalk. There you go. Gonna reset with our affiliates. Be right back with Crash to Spit News and Notes.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks.
2: Welcoming back a new round of affiliates into the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out with us in the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, you follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, therefore on Facebook and Instagram. Coming up this hour, his retirement tour. 37-year-old Supercross motocross champion Chad Reed. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. And Austin Dillon, NASCAR Cup star, getting set for Phoenix Raceway and the Cup Series coming up next weekend. The first crash gladdest spit news and notes brought to you by our friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for that righteous ride, a F-250. What about a Dodge? What about a Ram truck? Make sure you're rolling on General Tires. Crasher?
3: Well, you heard Kenny talking about Chad Reed coming up in just about six minutes on this very show. And get this, the Supercross season is now halfway over they raced in atlanta this weekend ken Roxon with his third win on the season in the 450s and then over in the 250s chase sexton notched not only the win but he also now has the points lead in the east both the xfinity and cup races in southern california were pretty good this weekend the xfinity finish however with names we've been following from three different racing backgrounds that was legendous harrison burton driving through traffic for the win his first win in the xfinity series With his teammate, Riley Herbst, yeah, that guy from off-road, he was less than a half second behind him, and then Austin Sindrick, yep, you know his papa who pretty much runs Team Penske in IndyCar and NASCAR side, he was another half second back in third. Just a bitchin' finish. The Cup Series saw two different stage winners in Alex Bowman and Ryan Blaney, but by the time the third stage came around, that was all Bowman all the time. He is still the only driver from Arizona to ever win a Cup race. He took home his second checkered flag today and in perfect timing because, well, this week the series heads to Phoenix Raceway, his home track. This weekend was an emotional weekend for seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. He bid adieu to his home oval. And the stat that we said last hour, it still makes me shake my head. Jimmy Johnson raced every single lap possible to him at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. That's from 2002 to this year, 2020. That's 5,906 laps. He did not miss a single lap amazing and yes rick johnson that supercross bike you gifted him this weekend awesomeness how about indycar driver james hinchcliffe announcing this week that he will be in the booth for both indycar and nascar races as part of the nbc coverage james recently announced a three race deal for the indycar series this year including the coveted indy 500 in may but watch for this tv gig to turn into some nascar xfinity rides as well and yes i just confirmed this past hour james text me we're going to get him on the show next sunday Angus Burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
2: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire
4: helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors, and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel
6: engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. your mav tv
0: you are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
9: Nothing so loud. Searing when we lie. Truth is not kind. And you said not.
2: Back with the Freak Super Soul Studios, celebrating our 20 years, June 25th, 2000, when we started this damn thing. And if you go back to the history of Chad Reed, who's calling it quits, at least as a full-time rider on the 450s in the Supercross series, uh, he was probably six years old. Now, nah, okay, no. uh, he was—he uh, certainly wasn't 37. Chad Reed joining us here in the Freak Nation is—he's on his uh, his retirement tour. And Chad Reed, which which one would you have believed that the, that Speed Freaks with Yours truly, in Crash and Statman would have lasted longer, or that Chad Reed would have lasted longer in Supercross.
13: <laughs> well, me, I bet on me always. <laughs> well
3: done.
2: But look at uh, look at really where where motorsports has gone in the last twenty years. It's bonkers, especially when you kicked it off in Supercross many years ago, went into owning your own team, and now on this uh, your last season with the Supercross series uh what's been the craziest thing that you've had to kind of reflect on over the last several races as you're going to put put a big uh show closed sign at the end of the season
13: reflecting i mean probably the biggest thing to reflect on is you know what is what has been 22 years of your life as a professional and here i am you know putting you know closing the doors on on that chapter so um you know definitely emotional definitely uh you know exciting fun moments to embrace um i'm excited you know like each and every week i i try to be present and enjoy the fan support um this particular weekend is a special one it's uh you know living now in charlotte um we have uh you know it's now my home race and my family is all here and my kids are going to write out an open sermon Mm. this weekend so it's going to be uh it's going to be a real uh you know a real fun one for me
2: my daughter's six years old chad she was four when she had her first dance recital, and I was bawling just watching her dance. How in the hell are you going to be able to ride seeing your kids come out on, I mean, come out on your work track and ride? Are you just going to be bawling your eyes out, big man?
13: Yeah, no. I, I mean, luckily, I'm actually currently, uh they're out here today, and they're getting a little bit of a pre-run. Um, yeah, so... They're so excited. I mean, driving here, it seems like they couldn't sleep last night. They were wide awake this morning, ready to, you know, basically get their gear on and, and do this thing at seven thirty in the morning. And um, I'm trying to tell them, hey, you know, like the professionals have got to get, you know, do their job out here, and they just want to keep riding. So, um, but that's what I remember as a kid. And you know, I don't care if they race or not. But for me, like just the love of riding a motorcycle, you want them to enjoy that moment.
3: And they seem to be completely enjoying it, so much so that is dad a little fearful of them pushing the boundaries?
13: I, You know, like for me, it's, you know, as a dad, for sure, there's moments where you 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 know, you want to be the protective parent. But, you know, like I just loved it from a little kid, and that's the only memory I have. Um, if my kids chose this route and they love it and they just want to do it because that's what they want to do, that's um, going to support them 100%.
3: Oh, without question. I remember maybe three weeks ago, IndyCar driver Dario Franchitti posting up a video on Instagram of his daughter, Sophie, I think she's four years old now, just crushing it and downhill skiing. And he said, oh my God, I just realized how much hell I put my parents through. Do you ever kind I, of have uh, those same feelings watching your kids on dirt bikes?
13: I totally, I actually seen the exact uh, Instagram post you're talking about. And it just, you know, definitely as a, as a dad, you, you reflect on those moments and, you know, definitely the things that I put my parents through, and, um, and you just try to, you try to do what, you know, the, give the kids the same opportunity that you had. Um, you know, this has been my life since I was three and a half years old, so, um, it's a little more difficult because you know what it takes and what it takes to su- sustain in this sport. Um, so that, that scares me, but then it also excites me because, you know, I was just a little kid who grew up in a small town in Australia, wanting to come to America and, you know and i've I've lived and seen the world and and currently still getting to experience that, so i would I would want all that for my own kids as well.
4: Chad Reed, this is your eighteenth, and you say it's your final season. You owned the record for most starts in Supercross. You have two championships in hand. Now you're telling the world you want to race cars, sports cars. You went to the Rolex twenty four in January. Where did all this come from?
13: Yeah, last year I was uh, really fortunate to get a you know, to get a run in uh, in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo series and um definitely uh working really hard to make make that happen again. So um first race is in April, uh it conflicts with one of the supercross races, so uh we're working hard to, you know, work around it and, and yeah, make that make that transition.
4: So, Super tell tri- me with age get a cage okay that's pretty good with age get a cage we heard that from jeremy mcgrath but he went to off-road trucks it would seem like racing on dirt in supercross and racing on dirt in off-road trucks would make sense sports cars are on pavement they're incredible machines but the challenge is incredible
13: they're definitely challenging but uh for sure exciting you know for me i've lived i've lived my life in the dirt since i was three and a half so uh for me i'm I'm ready to clean it up a little bit and uh, be able to wear my shoes more than once
10: and not have to
13: walk <laughs> dirt tracks and things like that. So uh, the sports car world, you know, everything's on pavement. and It's raining or not raining. It's all, you know, you stay clean. So uh, trying to change it up a little bit.
4: Yeah, stay clean. Indeed. Chad Reed is in the Freaks Pits on a Sunday night. Chad, you raced in Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona, took a red eye to the Rolex 24 in Daytona, didn't get much sleep what did you learn from the rolex 24 other than how to race with no sleep
13: well you know like what's you know anyone that's ever taken a red eye before knows that it's really not that possible to sleep as great (laughs) as you want to sleep um you know so coming off of a you know kind of working all day at the supercross racing and then jumping on a plane i kind of felt like i was on a 24-hour schedule and then when i got to the race you know seeing how beat and just tired you know you could just look in everybody's faces um when i rolled into daytona they probably still had about a five six hours to go and you could just see that you know the uh, the race taking its toll um and for somebody who has desires to want to go into that series and you know race 24 hours um you know definitely i was like wow like that's this is brutal, you know. So, um, yeah, it just brung a little reality to it. And, man, the racing was amazing. It was really cool to see Lamborghini win the GTT uh, GTD series. And hopefully one day I can get my chance.
3: You keep saying hopefully, Chad Reed. Who are you talking to? Clearly, I would I would imagine a Lamborghini team. But who else have you been talking to either for pointers or to get your butt in a seat next year or the year after?
13: Yeah, currently everything's been kind of through uh, through Lamborghini. So, yeah. Um, you know that they have a, a great, exciting series that I feel would be, uh, you know, would be really nice for my transition into it. Um, you know, my uh, the Mountain Motorsports uh, boss drives uh, and races in GTD uh, full time, so you definitely, you know, I lean on him, and he's an ear that I, you know, pick at all the time and try to get an understanding. I have a driver coach, um, you know, a guy out of Italy actually, who you know has been quite successful himself, so. Yeah, just, uh, it's, it's, it's all the same, but very different. So it's, it's really exciting to continue that racing spirit, but then also get, uh, you know, get a different feeling from it.
2: Chad Reed, Supercross champion, multi times over, of course, outdoor, and of course, X Games medalist joining us here in the Freak Nation. The accomplishments in Supercross are many for you, but I would think owning your own team and successfully owning your own team and riding on the track would be maybe one of your top Uh, one of your top accomplishments. Am I wrong in assuming that?
13: You know, to to put a race team together, um, kind of like one of those put your money where your mouth is um, moments, and to do that, you know, make that decision in November and, you know, be ready to go racing um, and challenge for a championship in January is really, really challenging. And to do that in 2011 when we first did it was just, like that first podium I got, I just remember the vibes. And then I think it was two weeks later, I won my first race as a, as a team owner. Um, there was just something completely different, you know, a feeling that you, that, the proud feeling, you know, you felt like you were a part of a, an actual team that you built and, and you kind of, uh, you, you, you succeed and fail all by your own decisions. Um You know, so any time that we were winning was because I felt like we were making good decisions and doing the right things, and the times that we were failing is because we weren 't doing the correct thing, so then you you know you quickly have to adjust all that so yeah i would I would agree that as far as like you know when i when I look back at this career in ten years or five years or whatever it is um you know winning and and uh you know contending for championships as my own boss uh definitely was was something that i always remember
2: one of the memories that we have of course of covering you and the riders that have come up through supercross of the last 20 years is that final race in las vegas where james ended up pulling it through and winning the championship but that last race of the season that year was just freaking epic between you two and i just don't i don't see that i don't find that now where the importance of a final race and really the personalities where frankly at least on the track, you guys didn't like each other I just I missed those days Chad Reed, yeah
13: I miss them too to be honest with you um, you know it was definitely an era that was was really special and an era that I'm really proud of being a part of um, and yeah and it's I didn't know if it's different I didn't know if the world we live in has just changed because of social media and you know these guys put an inch you know put, put a foot wrong and then suddenly everybody can so easily have access to beat up on them on their social accounts and things like that and so now everybody's kind of it seems like everybody's willing to get a trophy everybody's willing to high five where once upon a time it was like you literally you know the guy that you were racing was taking you know taking the meal off your off your table so you (laughs) you treated him like that
3: you know talking about that era though recently you were in the booth with ralph shaheen and ricky carmichael and it's as if you guys were all just best buds just oh by the way there's a supercross race going on that was pretty incredible for a lot of fans to to witness and to hear you guys talking just like best buds on a broadcast so we've talked a little bit about your future in sports cars what about broadcasting just this week indycar driver james hinchcliffe announced that he's going to be a broadcaster for nbc sports when is chad reed going to have that announcement
13: I'm not sure. Um, I don't, you know, like I enjoy getting in the booth. um, And I think that, that, you know, that particular conversation comes off real natural and easy because, you know, Ricky and Ralph and I are all, you know, we are close and we regularly go eat dinner and enjoy. And so it, it kind of felt like one of those moments, you know, I think that it was it was real, you know, like Ricky and I, obviously once upon a time, were biggest rivals and now we're, you know, two of the closest, you know, I call him one of my closest friends out here. We yeah. regularly go to dinner and, and hang out during the race weekend. So, um, you know, obviously with that experience and, and the past years and everything like that, I think it just, yeah, like we were able to naturally talk about, you know, our own experiences and, and hopefully the viewers, you know, understand what we're talking about.
3: <laughs> oh, it was it was epic, and you just just one look at social media, and people were digging it. They want more, Chad. That's all I'm going to say.
2: So, Chad, you're telling me that uh, maybe here in the next couple of months, uh, you and James Stewart will be having lunch together at uh, Outback Steakhouse.
13: <laughs> oh, at uh, you, you never know. You never <laughs> reel it out. I actually got to talk to him a couple of weeks in uh, a week weeks ago in uh, Tampa, and I, it's probably the first time I've seen him. In, maybe five six years so uh it was good you know i mean obviously a lot of water under the bridge uh, both of us have families of our own and perspective and i'll just look at you know one of the best you know most heated uh fierce rivalries of the sports history so uh really proud and it was fun to it was fun to catch up
3: well thank you so much for the memories we do i mean all of our 20 years of speed freaks we've got something with chad reed on it
13: thank you guys bye
4: Statman, man to bring back some memories there for you, bud. Oh yeah, I wanted to hear some more about James Stewart. I hadn't, I'm just, I'm glad he found him. You know, no, yeah. I don't know where I've been, but uh, yeah, him having a family and everything. I, I wanted to hear more about that.
3: Yeah, that was a good combo. I mean, Chad. Wow, we've seen drivers and riders in all series grow up and mature, but wow, Chad just having a year of self-reflection and you can tell. Yeah. Wow.
2: The vitriol between him and James Stewart. And James Stewart, big James.
3: And now it's water under the bridge. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Jeez. Freak Nation, coming up, we have some baseball insight from a big time cup driver, Austin Dillon, coming up. But first, how about a big old stat man, scat.
6: It's the Statman Let's Get. To
9: it. provide guidance to mankind.
4: We're remembering Women's History Month here in the U.S., but let me take a minute to remember French rally driver, Michelle Mouton. In 1982, Mouton won three of 12 events and finished runner-up in the World Rally Drivers' Championship. Her efforts helped Audi to its first manufacturer's title. Mouton, though, did more than rallying. In 1975, she won her class at Le Mans. But rallying was her first love. In fact, when she signed with Audi in 1981, she won in San Remo. In 1985, she set a record winning the pikes peak international hill climb in an audi quattro in 1986 while driving for peugeot she won the german rally championship in 1988 she co-founded the international race of champions now in addition to running that event she's working tirelessly to help girls into the upper levels of world motorsport they have an incredible legacy to follow peace
0: Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined. A little story about Boost Mobile. (coughs) Davis, I am feeling pain. What, your dog die? Your girlfriend left you. No, the pain I'm feeling is having an old smartphone.
1: Mm Mm-hmm,
0: that's why I switched to Boost Mobile and got four free phones for $25 per line. Well, I didn't. Without Boost Mobile, I got an old phone. It makes my life sad. I feel so alone. I'm switching to Boost, getting four phones for free. Your Samsung Galaxy is for my whole family.
3: Switch to Boost Mobile and get 4 lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and 4 free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retail for full details.
9: Nobody thinks twice about getting a second opinion on a doctor or a lawyer. But what about when you need somebody to work on your home, like an electrician, landscaper, or plumber? Somebody doing major work on your pipes definitely calls for a second opinion. So next time you get a recommendation on a pro, get a second opinion at Angie's List. As the authority on local pros, we offer thousands of reviews, plus business info, offers, and photos. Just go to Angie'sList.com. Hey, you want to feel great about who you're hiring, and we second that opinion.
0: Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff.
3: Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it. Drum solo. Ow, that hurts my fingers.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, from all agents.
7: Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 80
9: 754 4531 That's 800-754-4531
2: Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Do the smart things, Freak Nation. Roll with Lucas Oil. Check out O'Reilly Auto Parts, AutoZone, Napa Advance. It's the finest synthetic oil on the planet. So damn good they named the stadium after him. Lucas Oil Stadium. Go to lucasole.com for more information. Statman, how is your Formula One stock doing recently?
4: Uh, it's soaring. Uh, they're They're, they're going to have an excellent season. Uh, Mercedes is trying some new stuff and they're not fast yet. It's going to be a good season. You might want to check with your
2: Ameritrade account or your broker because concern over the coronavirus has driven down the price of shares in Formula One to the value they had in August of 2017. Oh my. (laughs) Oh wow. And this is despite the F1's recently announcing its first profit in three years.
3: Mm, wow.
2: F1 is listed on the NASDAQ with the ticker F Wonk, and as we know, owned by Liberty Media. It fell 3.8% to close to $38.28. Hmm. Hmm. F1 dropped less than than the market itself yesterday, but still fell more than twice as much as the Atlanta Braves baseball team, which is also owned by Liberty Media. There you go. Bam. You know, some reflection, that Crasher you were talking about with Sean Reed. Excuse me, Sean Reed. Holy smokes. Hey. Chad Reed. I'm going through a number of drivers, riders that have retired during our 20 years. And it is just, I can't stop coming up with drivers, female, male drivers and riders that have retired.
3: But this year seems concentrated in particular. We've got four who are retiring at least full time from their the profession that put them on the map. Chad Reed with his hashtag One Last Ride mm-hmm. in Supercross. Tony Kanon with his hashtag TK Last Lap in IndyCar. Brendan Gaughan. One of the OGs in the Freak Nation with his hashtag, not gone yet. Ha ha, play on his last name in NASCAR. And Jimmy Johnson with the hashtag, one final time in NASCAR. It's just, it seems so concentrated in 2020. It's like, wait a minute. This can't be possible.
2: Yet. Yet it is. John Force. Yeah, you're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's the Energizer Bunny. Keeps going. John Force going.
2: gives no indication That he's going to retire from drag racing. (laughs) I mean, Statman, I understand it's four second races. No,
3: no, 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 hold on a
2: second. No, hold on. I know, but it's, but that's not, that's not where, uh, how do I put, how do I phrase this? They're all racing on the same thousand feet. They all have the same specs to field a car, yet a 60 plus year old kicks the ass. Of people 40 years, they're senior.
4: But Force, he's not competing, for, he's trying to get a championship, but he's not competing for championships like he did 10 years ago when he was getting the, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16. But he might be doing the same thing that Harvick was talking about earlier, implying earlier that. Maybe some of those people wouldn't be on his cars if he weren't if he wasn't driving it. So maybe he's driving it to get the money that the people are willing to pay to have him, be, you know, be their spokesperson and represent them on the racetrack.
2: I there will not, and again, he's competitive. It's not a Richard Petty type situation where. Richard Petty left the sport when Richard Petty wasn't that competitive. You go to other athletes in their respective series, whether it's NBA, NFL. A lot of guys retire when they, sh- you know, three or four years after they should have. But John Force, there's not, I, I can't think of anybody with a bigger gap, a bigger gap than when John Force leaves racing. What it's going to do. For NHRA, or what it's not going to do for the NHRA, we've got to get the, or, the hell out of here in thirty seconds. Or Quite will
3: pressure. it not, though, because of his family still being so heavily involved?
2: Jeez, you kidding me? I,
3: I, I know, but thank God Courtney's still out there, and, and Robert Hyde, his son-in-law. But
2: yeah, and then, and it. John Force will be at every race, yes, if and when he retires, <laughs> signing autographs, ten, fifteen people deep around John Force Racing pits. Coming up next, Austin Dillon, NASCAR Cup star, and a pretty badass baseball player. We explain coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil
0: Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? They grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba
7: <laughs> oh, this is going really well. Yeah,
5: so I guess you've heard then.
7: What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No.
5: That I'm
13: actually a chess painter.
11: <laughs> Pirate fans, you yeah!
14: That was not on the profile.
7: So now you've heard. Geico. Saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
6: Hey! Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information.
3: Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com.
4: Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: Coming up in a moment, Austin Dillon driving the number three cup car for his grandpappy, Richard Childress Racing. He was in Phoenix, Arizona earlier this week. Taking some batting practice, throwing out the first pitch for the pod race. Not the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the damn pod. He shows up at. Spring training, got to hammer him a little bit for uh, being a part of the hated Padres. If you're a Diamondbacks fan, he'll be joining us. Also, not much motorsports coming up. Can you miss any of the show? Go to the website SpeedFreaks So yeah, Crash and I had a chance to catch up with Austin Dillon a few days ago, and uh, turns out, dude's a pretty pretty badass ball player. And of course, this hour brought to my good friends at Phoenix Raceway. Go to PhoenixRaceway.com. Coming up next weekend, the Phoenix. Fan Shield 500, the 6th, 7th, and 8th of March. Be there. Be a part of the Freak Nation. It's going to be 75 degrees, partly cloudy skies, a lot of people drinking beers, having a damn good time. One of these dudes you're going to be seeing on the track driving number three RCR cup car, Austin Dillon, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And earlier today, Austin, we saw you uh, hitting a little BP, throwing some pitches. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, though. You're wearing a freaking Padres uni. Why weren't you wearing a Diamondbacks uni, bro?
14: Bro, I've uh, acquired a lot of jerseys over my time of throwing out first pitches and doing NASCAR promotions. Um, so I, I'm going to create a wall one day of all the jerseys, and it's going to be pretty epic.
3: <laughs> but hold on a second. You were you represented the Southeast for the Little League World Series back in your day. I had no idea. So you've got, you've got some pretty serious talent when it comes to baseball, too.
14: Yeah, I think that's why I'm the residential uh, <laughs> baseball first pitch thrower outer for NASCAR because they're afraid to put anybody else out here because they might – Skip it across or create a viral video.
3: No, seriously, who would be the worst? Clint Boyer might be the most fun if he does something crazy, but who would be pretty bad with a baseball, do you think?
14: Well, I mean, have you seen Brad Kozlowski yeah. with a basketball? Yeah. Oh, that's that's right. where I was going.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Done.
2: But hold on a second. Let's just back up just a second there. Austin Dillon, number three, cup pilot. Uh, for rcr joining us here in the freak nation what if i come over to your pits and i'm wearing like a big Stuart Haas racing t-shirt and i love tony stewart and kevin harvick and clint boyer it's like you're wearing a pod race uni in phoenix it's kind of like in your face diamondbacks
14: <laughs> yeah you'd probably give me a little crap and we just go on about our day you know what i mean it'd be be what it what it would it be i guess i guess you, your choice right i mean right. i I got given it. It was nice. If I guess if I didn't give you that Stuart Haw stuff, then then uh, I can't really say anything. This was a gift to me, so I accepted the gift and, and rocked the new threads.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I will say this. Those chocolate and yellow unis of the Padres, I mean, that's retro and badass.
14: Oh, they're really cool. And plus, uh, I got a new gift in their uh, new camo jersey. Mm. Uh, I'm, I haven't rocked it yet, but I'll definitely be. I might be a Padres fan just because of how good the swag is.
3: <laughs> up your game diamondbacks yeah. up your game who
2: do what what pro teams do you follow in in carolina what's the closest team to you oh man
14: well so to tell you the truth i'm, I'm not a diamondbacks fan at all i'm, I'm a braves fan yep. i'm a huge Braves fan so um just because i go into braves games as a kid um my other teams are carolina panthers and the charlotte hornets uh Hornets, we're, uh, we're rebuilding, I guess, the best thing you can say about them. And Panthers are about to go in a rebuild, too, it seems like.
2: Austin Dillon joining us here in the Freak Nation. What's uh, What do you think, what kind of heater could you hit? Could you could you knock down a 70, 75-mile-an-hour fastball?
14: Nah, man, we're looking around like I'm probably more of a 65. I'll go with 65, that's honest. I hit that a minute ago on the gun, just mess around. I got a bad shoulder. I heard it playing basketball, but I got good form. It's just, I can, I can really smoke a knuckleball though. Like my knuckleball is wicked. It make you, uh, make you buckle.
2: Hey, Madison Bumgarner, aka Mason, Mason Saunders. Mason Saunders, uh, was popped for a little bit of rodeo, a little bit of calf roping. Uh, would, uh, would your, would, would Richard ever say anything to you about doing a little moonlining with rodeoing or playing a little pick me up softball or baseball on the side?
14: Man, I don't know, uh, if I was, you mean playing baseball on the side? Yeah,
2: what if you played a little triple-A, a little single-A double, uh, single a baseball?
14: Oh, he'd be fine with that, I think. You know, he'd probably be wanting me to focus more on, on racing, obviously, but uh, I think he'd be okay with it if I was getting getting paid, you know what I mean? He wouldn't want me going out there and making a fool of myself.
3: <laughs> Hold on, though. Austin Dillon joining us here in the Freak Nation. Gaming is huge now, and obviously so many yeah. games have become large over the last couple of years, Fortnite being one of them. You and Chase Elliott can make a second career at Fortnite from what we saw at the beginning of this month.
14: I did. I had a fun time playing with those guys. It's amazing when you play with professionals in anything. And these guys are professional gamers, and I was just kind of running around with them, uh, trying to not look stupid or be made fun of. Uh, but they have a huge following. Uh, it, I like gaming. Gaming is fun. And i tell you what I'm really enjoying right now, if you haven't checked out, it's the iRacing League. Mm-hmm. Um Team Dylan has a uh, iRacing team. We got a uh, couple guys, Michael Guest, Blake Reynolds, that ran really well. I mean, last night, uh, I think uh, in the iRacing league race, Blake finished uh, ninth in our Coca-Cola car. So, um, it's a fun, you need to check it out. If you haven't checked out iRacing, you need to give it a look.
2: Yeah, we, we know a little bit about iRacing. Austin Dillon. In At fact, Team
3: Dillon Dillon Management by the way on Twitter. And, and
2: and for those who don't know, you you have to purchase these charters. You have to purchase these teams in iRacing, correct?
14: Yeah, you know, we um we we're fortunate we uh locked in as a charter um this year. We our first year was last year and Blake was our driver and, and he did a good job and finished top 4 in the championship. So, we uh, locked him up for this year and hopefully we get uh even better results this year from him.
3: I think it was the end of last year or maybe the beginning of this calendar year. There were a lot of people on social media who were getting a little bit scared that racing or any sort of inter- or digital racing could take away sponsorship from actual asphalt racing, you know, in-car racing. Can you explain how it will not and how they can both coexist?
14: Well, I think it's just an additional option for the partners in our sport to check out another audience, you know what I mean? I mean, there's nothing that's ever going to replace getting on a real track, uh, racing real cars, the the factor of a wreck, um, and then just getting it done after 500 miles. But iRacing is a good tool, and it's entertaining to watch. Um, they don't have an aero issue like we do in the cars, but uh, they can run really close together out there and still takes a lot of talent to do what they do. It's a different type of talent, but they do a really good job with it.
3: And then kind of on the flip side of that, could you see somebody who is maybe born and bred and very talented at the i racing form of things, maybe converting them into a guy racing on the track as well?
14: No, there's definitely the possibility. You know, they got to get the experience of, of getting in a real car and feeling the weight distribution of it, you know, the motion. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's definitely an opportunity for guys. I mean, William Byron's one that has a lot of history with i racing and more more laps on a sim. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an opportunity for people to, to start there and, and progress into a uh, real car.
2: Before we get into the conversation about Phoenix Raceway and the FanShield 500 weekend coming up, you've got uh, you got a baby on the way, man. Do you realize what you're in for?
14: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old, I guess, huh? <sighs> I've got I got a kid on the way. It's uh, it's going to be fun though. My wife's amazing. Uh, she's uh, the love of my life, and she's created a, a baby boy. There, Ace is uh, his name, and We can't wait to uh, have him come into this world, and he's already going to be spoiled, man. He's got more clothes than me. (laughs) Yes.
2: My point is this. Crasher and I have a six-year-old daughter, and I still can't get seven or eight hours of sleep. Bro, I don't know how you're going to do it on a Sunday afternoon with a three- or four-hour race. There might be time you just need to pull over and take a nap.
14: Well, i got a ton of babysitters already lined up. Um, (laughs) My mom, her mom, my grandparents, everybody is – what just can't wait so i think um we'll be glad to uh have a lot of help
3: here the best babysitters well maybe not the first year but starting in year two when she turns one the best babysitters will be jimmy johnson's kids clint boyer's kids oh my gosh that's where you're going to have probably the most memories right there
14: (laughs) there's a lot of kids in that uh, motorhome lot uh jimmy is retiring though so his girls i don't know he Mm -hmm. might be doing something different by that time but we'll um We'll definitely have some fun in the in the motorhome lot with all the the drivers' kids and stuff. So yeah, it's going to take a while. He's just a little little guy, but we'll uh, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm just ready for him to be out. It's June 21st is the due date, so hopefully that doesn't fall uh, when we're in Chicago and uh, we're, we're not racing that day.
2: <laughs> hey, we tried to pawn our daughter off to Tony Stewart about five years ago, and he didn't want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that didn't work. Do not let Tony Stewart <laughs> babysit Ace.
14: Well, I mean, if I was your daughter and found out that you tried to pawn me off to Tony Stewart, I would I would be scared myself and mad at you.
3: <laughs> oh, that's where her temper tantrums come from.
2: Hey, you're being carted around by our good friends at Phoenix Raceway this afternoon this evening. It's, yeah. it's a race that we're looking so forward to, given the fact that still not a lot of time spent on this new configuration. Is it a track that you've grown to like, given the fact that you haven't spent much time on it?
14: Oh, well... Um, yeah, I enjoy it, and I feel like the package this year, cutting more downforce off the car, is going to be a better thing for the racing. And heck, it's our championship race this year, so we got to really do a good job of um, feeling out what it's going to be like this first race. So when we come back, it's it, we put on a good show.
3: You know, it's true. the The season fin, well, second to last race last year, the November race at Phoenix, there were some fans complaining. Oh gosh, is this what our finale is going to look like next year? But you're right. The, the package is different the downforce package is different you guys are going to see what that's like coming up next week if something is not to your liking is this a place where you guys as drivers can run to nascar and say hey for our finale we need to do a b and c
14: uh, there's definitely driver council meetings that'll be had i'm sure about this race to how it how it ends and how it goes so nascar does a good job of um updating if we need to fix something or make it better and uh, the new management NASCAR is doing a great job. I mean, you can see it. The fans are loving our races. The outcomes of the races are good. They're they're fun and enjoyable. Like Vegas was, I mean, it was an awesome race. And uh, we just keep progressing and heading on this trend that we're on. It's going to be great for the sport.
10: Are you a
2: fan of moving the championship race to different tracks, or would you like to see one certain track have it for three or four years?
14: Um, you know, I like I like it moving around. I think it's cool. It shows different disciplines of racing when you change the track up a little bit certain guys uh just do a better job at certain tracks so it'll be good to to see um the differences if we do change it around
3: yeah as much as we would love to keep it at phoenix forever it is it, it is interesting to see how so many other cities could host this heck even sonoma if we really want to get honest and and how the different cities would treat you guys as your finale as well just like the super bowl
14: yeah you know i think it's cool it's uh everybody uh doesn't always at first like change but i think change is a good thing to show the diversity of the sport yes and um we'll keep uh adjusting it but i think phoenix will have it for a couple of years here and we'll uh, enjoy that while it's, it's a championship race plus the weather is just epic out here during that time of year
13: yeah
3: yeah does not
2: stop. all right austin before we get the hell out of here were you wearing a cup earlier today oh
8: jeez uh what for <laughs> I, I, a, I wasn't catching uh,
2: well you never know mental foul tip ball
3: Kenny, he's good at what he does. Come
2: on, man. I was I was all set though. I had the full gear on, cleats. I was uh,
14: I was hitting the ball well.
2: Yeah, man, your stroke is awesome. That's that's badass. Certainly. All right, brother. Thank you, man.
14: Have a good one. Thanks for having me on.
8: Not, not much motorsport. motorsports. Not much
0: motorsports. Helio oh. or Helio. Not, 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 not. Well, not only that. Much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchbags. bags
3: There's... not much motorsports. <laughs>
2: freaks. Not much motorsports. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, we got some good ones tonight, Freak Nation. Oh yeah. Statman, uh, how's that pizza taste that you ordered earlier
4: tonight? Uh I threw it back at the guy. He was he got here in 31 minutes instead of third.
9: <laughs>
4: well, it falls
2: directly right into this topic. Pizza delivery driver shares a devious way they get back at customers who throw their pizza back at their face. No, who do, they <laughs> who don't tip well. <laughs> Uh, orders where I get there quickly provide good service, but they don't tip. They kind of make me mad, this gentleman says. When the driver feels they have done a good job, but don't receive recognition from the customer, they find the phone number used to place the order, schedule two early morning wake up calls using an online service in revenge. If a repeat customer doesn't tip, I've seen drivers spit, blow snot, in the food, or worse. That's disgusting. Wow.
3: You know wow. that happens more often than we could mm-hmm. imagine, though. Not just from pizza delivery drivers, but also just servers in general. If they're getting crap service, and they just can't, don't want to take it anymore.
2: I can't take it. Uh, in lieu of the coronavirus, potatoes...
3: Oh, I wondered if... You, oh! Ooh.
2: Will not cure your coronavirus. Mm-mm. Uh, no, nor will they cure your hemorrhoids.
3: Apparently, it's a thing that people are kind of, you know, putting a potato up there to try to cure hemorrhoids, or at least for hemorrhoid relief. I did not at know that was that's a thing. You're
4: saying. Right? saying,
3: right? <laughs>
4: yes, exactly. <laughs>
3: Ahead, but according yeah it. according to the New York post this week credible medical professionals are emphasizing that putting a potato into the rectum for hemorrhoid relief will not help with hemorrhoids also known as piles
2: who started
4: this truth
3: yeah, I, I, I don't know
4: yeah, ah, yeah. I know where it might have started. <laughs> careful,
2: careful. <laughs> we want to make it to twenty-one, Stat Man. Yeah, nah, okay. Just,
4: you know, I got okay. some ideas where it might have
2: started. Got it. Oh. <laughs> we'll do it again next weekend, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Crash, Gladys, Stat Man, Kenny Sarge at twenty years, man. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man.
4: Cut it loose. Oh, oh, tell
0: me, baby. Tell me, tell me that you love me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me something good. Oh,
10: oh, tell,
0: me, tell, me, tell me tell me. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined.